Welcome to Marathon 2 on World of Wonders podcast here on Anchor. Just to let you guys know, we are branching out a little bit. We are now on Google for one of the websites. Um, so you be sure to check us out there if you can't get on, on Anchor. <clears throat> we have got three stories for you tonight. One happened pretty recently, in fact, on September 2nd of this year. So stay tuned for that encounter tonight. Lots of cool things tonight. Some visual sightings, a howl sighting. Pretty, pretty interesting one, too. Um, so without further ado, I'll send you to a commercial break, and we'll be back right after this. Alright, the first case file we have got today is from the BFRO website again. This is in Spoken County, Washington on September the 2nd, 2020. It's a Class B sighting. It's under case file 66003. And here's um, what it says. The location... For this was along the Spoken River. Uh, it seems like there was like some sort of a howl. Seemed like a couple blocks away, perhaps closer to the Seven Mile Road near Spoken River. The nearest town was Nine Mile Falls, Washington, and the nearest road was 291, Highway 291. <clears throat> what the person says is that. They heard at approximately 2.15 a.m. Um, they said, My Labrador Retriever started barking at something outside. This is not unusual as they lived uh, on a closed golf course, which is adjacent to Riverside State Park. <clears throat> And we often have varying types of nature near our home. After letting the dog out to relieve himself, I returned to bed. Outside temperature was approximately 55 to 60 degrees, and we had the bedroom windows open. Our bedroom faces the closed golf course. What I heard next was a loud howl. At first, I thought it was a police car or ambulance traveling on Highway 291 that had turned on its siren. But then the sound simply went from soft to loud to suddenly stopping. So it was not a siren. I listened intently to try to figure out what was going on, and about two minutes later, I heard a similar but more faint siren sound. This was not a coyote or a wolf, nor was it the sound of a neighbor's dog. The sound was different, and as I said, it sounded like a siren with only one woo with it. I know at the time at 2.20 a.m., it sounded like it could have been a few blocks away. I thought around Seven Mile Road. I've been checking local websites and Facebook groups to see if anyone else heard it, but so far nothing. I can't be the only one to have heard this. 
Perhaps a person was making the noise as part of a Bigfoot hunting. In other words, they were like what me, my brother, and my dad did that one night not too long back. We were whooping, yelling, trying to get Bigfoot to come out. <clears throat> the other thing I'd like to report is that we fed birds and squirrels in our yard. Approximately six weeks prior, we had our squirrel feeder torn off the tree at night. We heard a crash outside and couldn't identify anything that particularly particular the night. But the following morning, we discovered the feeder's lid, which is screwed on, in, screwed, they misspelled there. But anyhow, it's screwed into the top on a heavy hinge. It was ripped completely off. We jokingly said maybe we should look for Bigfoot prints or hair in the area. Anyway, the howl was definitely something not of the ordinary. What was also noted, perhaps a note, is that the golf course had recently been mowed for fire safety. The course clo closed September 2018 and no maintenance was performed since. Weeds had been very high with lots of deer and moose traveling around and through the course. The course was mowed at the request of homeowners due to fire concerns, so there was a significant change in the 90 acres that was the golf course. And there were no other witnesses, at least none that they could identify. Some locals have said that <clears throat> there were sightings near the river in more slightly remote areas than my immediate neighborhood. I believe in 2018 there was a sighting in neighboring Steven Stevens County. So, and Jeff Sidebottom, he of course um, did a follow-up investigation. And here's what he said. I interviewed the witness by phone on September 6, 2020. She is a professional businesswoman who has worked in the employee benefit consulting environment for more than 25 years. She has most recently held the title of Vice President Director of Global Benefits for a very large global insurance brokerage firm. She and her husband had lived in the San Francisco Bay Area in 2018. Her husband, an Air Force veteran and career civilian federal employee, became eligible for retirement. They seized the moment, took advantage of his retirement opportunity, and relocated to the Spokane area. She states, we are avid campers, tent campers, <clears throat> and try to get away as often as we can. While living in California, we camped all over the state, but but often in the Tahoe region or Yosemite, but also in the Redwoods North and along the coast. Since we moved to Spokane in July of 2018, we have camped in Palos, Palos County or Palos Falls State Park in Washington. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Hell's Canyon State 
Park in Idaho and Farragut State Park, Idaho and Whitefish Lake Park State Park in Montana. Not to mention Mount Rushmore, Grand Teton and Yellowstone National Park last summer. In short, we are outside in nature quite a bit. <clears throat> and the er, around the time period when the sighting uh, happened, it, it was also noted that uh, it was very clear out with the full moon out. She and uh, like like was said, they thought it was police, but you know the howl just seemed kind of off, you know. <clears throat> This is what he said at the end. He even has pictures here of the, um, the rough sighting area. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy, it looks like. Summary says, I believe she's a credible witness and gave a compelling report. I found other reports in the BFRO database as recent as winter of 2017, which um, that one is, you know, different report. This report in particular is only 21 miles northeast of her location, the specific report. Um, and then there was also a media article um, which has was written in from information found in a letter written on April of 1840 by a Reverend Elk, Elkanah Walker, a pro Protestant missionary of the Spoken Indians. I plan to make a trip up to one of the surrounding national forests to camp and explore. That's what he said. So, very cool sighting, in my opinion. Um, real good one. Um, I think you should check that out once again. It's Washington County Spoken, file number 66003. <clears throat> I think you should go check it out. It's pretty, pretty cool. The pictures are neat, too. Um, the pictures of the area, it shows nothing but dense forest around it. So be sure to check it out. Um, this next one is uh from missouri it's a class a file class a sighting visual sighting uh file six five eight oh eight um this occurred this year too july 23rd 2020 <clears throat> in cass county missouri this one um says uh uh, nearest town was Grandview. Nearest road is US 71. Um, Cass County side of Salesford, um, on the north side of the river. Second parking lot coming into the conservation area before reaching the river. What was here's what he is said. I was going to Salesford Conservation Area with my girlfriend to look at the stars. We pulled up to a craftful parking lot with fields to the east and a tree line to the west. My girlfriend and I felt uneasy for some reason when we got out of the car 
but it had only been our second time there, and we didn't bring our her dog this time around. I have a pretty powerful little spotlight flashlight with the zoom lens to really get a distant read on eyeshine. I decided to do a quick look around with it and almost out it down when I thought I saw something out of place in the field. I don't know why it caught my attention as I had just skimmed over it with my flashlight before bringing it back around to decipher whether or not I was looking at an animal or a tree. But I noticed it was a little more white. I shined the light on this thing for no more than three seconds before it started moving west. This was 50 yards away, but it was the first <clears throat> thought that came to mind, mind was it was man. Well, the first thought that came to my mind was that it was man, and told my girlfriend to immediately get in the car. Once I jumped in, I realized it, that it is nearly 1 a.m. There are no cars here. And nobody would be in a field dressed in white at the hour, at this hour. It doesn't, it just didn't make sense. I then pulled my car around back to the road in the direction to try and take a closer look. But only 40 feet or so down the gravel road, the fog started to get heavy, feeling incredibly creeped out me and my girlfriend hightailed it back home from the distance in the fog I could tell it was white upright somewhat slender and very tall the head was distinct from the rest of the body and it seemed to move at a little more than casual pace once it realized I could see it standing there I know this was not a deer because I would see the rest of its body and I know it wasn't another person because a singular person would be out of their mind to walk out into a field to hang out in the middle of the night. Plus it was way too tall. I will not be going back to this area. Wow. Dang. <laughs> the sighting is pretty cool. And by the way, all these sightings that I'm, I've been reading so far, I am not discrediting or anything. I think all these sightings have a certain vibe about them, you know, a certain vein where you know it's kind of like, you know, out of the ordinary, you could say. So, the only other witness was his girlfriend, and... She, he said that she did not see it because I told her to get into the car before she could. Other stories. Marjorie seems to be a bed of paranormal, I have heard. But other than that, no. He doesn't have any other stories. Alright. So... I won't go through the follow-up investigation, but I will tell you that this sighting, I believe, is credible. 
Um, <clears throat> like I said, report 65808, um, 65808, um, Cass County. <clears throat> That's this sighting. And, uh, next sighting is from Jackson County, Missouri. Um, this one, I believe, is uh, around where uh, the Momo monster would have been sighted, I believe. I'm not too sure. If if I'm wrong, tell me. If not, well then, yeah. <laughs> this one is a Class A. Um, case file... Five five six seven two, <clears throat> Jackson County, Missouri. The location is I seventy, about two miles south of where this person lives, near Grain Valley. Um, nearest road is Duncan Road. I'm guessing. Um, this happened November twenty fifth, two thousand fifteen. It says here. I have been keeping this to myself since last year. I have been a deer hunter for over 30 years and won't go back in the woods after what happened. I am going to bullet point to this incident. I was deer hunting. Deer were running around the woods crazy that evening. I had a small buck run past my stand. It was getting dark, 5.30ish. He ran out into the middle of the field and stood... They were looking at the direction he came from for about 15 minutes, then ran off. 10 or 15 minutes later, I then heard this large something coming through the woods. Small trees were breaking and leaves were crunching. I had no idea what it was. I had my back against the wide tree, 16 inches, 16 foot in the air. The tree is wider than my back. And you can't see me or stand, my stand from behind. It stopped right behind me. <clears throat> it is now dark. I could hear it breathing. It was eight yards behind me. It. I didn't move. It stood there for about five minutes, then started sniffing the air like it was smelling for something. <clears throat> and then it started to move slightly. It was dry out and leaves covered the ground so you could hear anything moving. Then two loud tree knocks. I then started to get a chill down my back. As I reached for my bow, I heard two screams. I had my bow in one, one hand. I had my bow in the hand, and my shooting trigger was on my bowstring, and I was at full brawl. The screams vibrated the woods. It stood there pacing behind my tree, then from the left, then to the right. Then it stopped to smell the air again. It started to move west at a regular walk pace. <clears throat> I let, let off my bow, reached around the tree, 
clicked on my headlamp. About 12 yards from me was an 8 foot tall, 7 to 800 pound tall black figure. It grunted when my light came on and ran along the riverbank and back into the woods. I did not see a face. I saw a black... I saw the back of it. I will say this. It was hunting that night. It was smelling for scent and chasing deer, looking for food. At the time, my bow was loaded with a 1.5-inch expandable broadhead. <clears throat> yes, it was at full draw, not knowing what was going on when my light was on and I drew my bow back again. I was ready to shoot it if it came back across the stream. I know the exact yards as I have hunted this location for about five years. I bow hunt, so I need to know the yards for arrow placements. This Sasquatch, which it was, what it was, was massive animal. Animal. I don't know if it would harm anyone or per people, but the power that I could see it. Its body was unbelievable. Yes, I was scared, but I saw something that only a few people in the world have seen. There are no other witnesses. The only other story, he says, is only what I have looked up on the internet after my encounter, Monkey Mountain. The time was about six-ish, clear skies, cold. I could see the ground from my elevated position. And then it goes into other details about the follow-up investigation. I recommend you go check this one out, too. It's the first one under Jackson County. I'm pretty sure you guys will like the story. Um, the back stories are, are pretty good, cool, the interviews with them. Um, like I said, I would read it, but that would kind of spoil the whole thing for you guys. So I want you guys to go check it out. Too. It's on the BFRO.net. <clears throat> but anyhow, that's all three sightings for today. Now we'll be back after a moment from our sponsors. Thank you so much for listening in. Thank you again for listening in to World of Wonders podcast. If you enjoyed, be sure to tune in for the next episode. I'm going to try to post one every Monday, Thursday, and Saturday, if I can. If I don't, then, well, you guys know the reason why. And be sure, if you've had your own encounters with the unknown, to send me an email at wondersoftheworldmail at gmail.com. I'm always looking for new stories to put in my podcasts. I will make sure that every one of you remain anonymous unless you say that I can use your name. And that's the only way that I'm going to use your name. Once again, thank you for listening and see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.